Now, the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning and welcome to the Aloha Friday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Curran along with Tanner Hayworth. The trainers will try and bring you the complete world of sports, pros, colleges, high schools, other sporting events taking place here, guests and giveaways, and your phone calls. A quick survey of the sporting world last night. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs drop one at home. The defending champions downed by the Detroit Lions. Now, this was a close game, and, and I'm of the opinion, with a 21-20 final in favor of the Lions, that if you have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones – that outcome is reversed. I don't think there's a lot of doubt about it. You got one of the best defensive players in the in the game in Chris Jones, and Travis Kelsey, an all-world tight end. So the drops that affected Kansas City last night were horrendous. They have some concerns. I'm really glad that the Giants got rid of Kadarius Tony. You just can't drop big balls like that in the fourth quarter. It's a killer, and so I'm okay with that. Now we're gonna we're gonna get more. We'll talk plenty of NFL today, but I also also want to talk college football and particularly University of Hawaii. To that end, we're gonna have uh, Jared Ursua on with us uh, in just a few minutes, and he is the receivers coach, brother of former Hawaii receiver and Seattle Seahawk uh, John Ursua. So that'll be fun to talk with him because I think the one group that you could oh, not criticize really, I don't think fairly, would be the receiver core. They, they've been terrific. Um, it's not always been great on the O-line, and uh, I would say Shager has been generally pretty good, but the running game has been almost non-existent, but it stops there with, because you get back to the receivers, and they have been absolutely terrific. And, okay, we'll get to that more in depth in a little while, as we have also to tell you that the uh, Rainbow Wahine volleyball team, if you were sleeping and didn't want to stay up late last night because it got started late, Ended late, but the Rainbow Wahine, who were up two games to one in that one, lost in five. That's that's disappointing because, frankly, Liberty, their opponent, had never beaten a top 25 opponent uh, ever. Program history. Um, and I, I thought they played well. They served well. I mean, they defended well. Uh, they passed well. I mean, they, they earned the win. Not saying they didn't, but that's, that's a team Hawaii's supposed to beat. That's how that works. And certainly, here's the deal. You might say, well, why is that? Well, it's far, part of it would be reputation and history. And Hawaii has, I wonder how many top 25 opponents Hawaii's beaten. I mean, they've beaten several of them this year. So I just think that's crazy. Um, and I didn't expect it. But it happens in sports. Now you just got to regroup and get back and get ready for Pepperdine. I mean, that's where it'll be. And then, of course, Monday, uh, or Sunday, rather, will be the UCLA match. That's, that's I think, the biggest rivalry one. That's the one Hawaii really wants to win. But And they struggled against Pepperdine, so they'd pull it out. But anyway, that, those are the interesting things that are going on right now. Now, I, 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 if you have a thought on that Kansas City loss, the chicken little, the sky is falling this morning. I mean, I'm watching some of the shows. The NFL Network, for example. I mean, the sky is falling. They're talking about the end of the dynasty. I mean, come on now. 
the end of the dynasty because you lost one game and the score was 21-20 and two of your best players, perhaps your two best players, or two of your three best players because you got to put Mahomes in there, were out. So, I mean, that's not the full compliment, Kansas City Chiefs. So when I hear Dan Campbell say, well, we expected to win, if you knew that Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones were out, well, maybe you should have thought you were going to win. I mean, that would be reasonable to me. Um, but go ahead. If you want to weigh in, do it now. You can do it on a text or you can do it by calling us at 808-296-1420. Now, let, I'm going to let you give this number because I keep screwing it up. Is it 546? It's 808-546-1223 if you are on uh, Verizon. And just call that number and, or, or text it. And uh, go ahead and let us know what you thought. Does Do you think the dynasty is over for Kansas City? I don't I think they're going to be. I don't know that they'll get back to the Super Bowl, but they're pretty damn good. And on that note, we should say that the highest paid quarterback now in the NFL is Joe Burrow. He got a $275 million deal. Which, and listen, I'm the first guy to say if anybody could be worth that, I think Joe Burrow is. He's done this. He's never had a great offensive line. He's been to the Super Bowl. I, I just think that it was time to pay him. And some people think it took too long. But there wasn't ever much doubt. He had said all along he wants to play. He'd like to finish his career in Cincinnati. He's an Ohio kid. And he is fine with wearing the orange and black uh, forever. So that's good with him. But And then on the other side, you had the Bengals saying, there's no question, we want him here till he retires. So with everybody on that page, the only surprise is that it didn't get done sooner. This didn't have to go down till three days before the season started. Uh, you know, I don't think it affected his uh, whether he was going to play or not. I think he's – I do believe he's going to start this game. But I don't think – it's. you know, here's the problem with a calf injury. There's no guarantees. He could tweak that on the second play. And then you're down to backups, and that's a different – that's a perilous task. I think. So anyway, if you may have something that you want to get to today, I encourage you to do it now. Again, uh, if you're on anything but Verizon, it's 808-296-1420. And if you are on Verizon, it's 546-808-546-1223. So there you have it. You can call us. You can text us. You know, there I'm hearing a lot of the quarterback talk now, which is interesting. This, I'm watching the morning uh, football, good morning football on uh, the football NFL Network, which is interesting. They've got a main host guy that I'm not crazy. I don't know who he is even, but I'm not crazy about him. A lot of people on that show are picking the Washington Commanders. I don't get that. you got Sam Howell, who's really, for all intents and purposes, just starting out in the NFL. Officially a second-year player. I, I'm not getting that. I just don't think that team is great. Good on defense now. If they're healthy, they're good on defense. But they're talking about how explosive they are. I, 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 man, who? Lawrence? I mean, he's a good player. I, I just don't see it as being unbelievably explosive. You know, they picked up Jamison Crowder after the Giants waved him. I mean, he's been there before. Uh, is that a big acquisition? I'd say no. I'd say that's not a great. That's not a, that's not a, uh, a season changer. Let's put it that way. And how Sam Howell does is going to, I think, predicate how 
Washington does this season. I mean, I think he's going to be absolutely critical. So they've got Chase Young back. They're pretty good up front, no question. But that's, you know, I don't, I don't think they're the best defensive front in the league. I think with Nick Bosa back and uh, back in the fold in San Francisco, I'd probably give, I'd probably give the honor to them. Uh, that's just my take on it. Now, go ahead if you have a t- Tell me when you got a text, Tanner, please. Thank you. And uh, we uh, it's slow starting here always on, I don't know, it's a Friday. Let's get a little around to the UH. I don't think, now, I, people could say I'm crazy if they choose to. That's okay. You wouldn't be the first person to say it. But I just think this is, I'll never say must win on the third game of the season. But I think it's about as close to must win as you can get in terms of keeping the enthusiasm, your fan base, to have donors coming in, to filling the coffers so you can do the things you need to do in terms of recruiting, et cetera. This, in, from that point of view, this is an important win. Not must, but it's important. Because if Hawaii's not beating you, Albany, it's, it's going to have a, it's going to struggle to win. In, as it stands now, without market improvement, it would be hard to say you're going to cruise in the Big West. Just saying. This is one of those, you know, because I don't think Oregon is going to play their first team all that long against Hawaii next week. I, that would be my guess. I don't think that's really likely to happen. Um, it could, but I, I just think they, I think Oregon will get this game, will try to get the game in hand in Eugene, and when it does, you'll see a ton of backups. There is a little connection now, of course, with Hawaii and Oregon. Uh, former offensive line coach Mike Cavanaugh, who was there in the June Jones era, is now a uh, an offensive assistant uh, for the Ducks, which I find interesting. I mean, it's a small, it's a surprisingly small world in college football. This is what becomes obvious every time you really check into it. And Dan Lanning has done a really nice job at Oregon. I hear from people that he is a absolutely relentless recruiter. That's a strength for him. He loves it. He is going to be out every hour he's allowed to. It's really quite something. Uh, but he is. that's the reason he's the Oregon coach. Big part of it. No question about it. All right. I'm seeing on, the, on this NFL network, this is always this time of year, as one of these guys said yesterday, in fact, it's the host that I'm not crazy about here, said yesterday, the first week is all lies. It's all lies. Lies you've heard all preseason. Lies that are just coming into focus now. I mean, I think that's, I, I get what he's saying. Because you get a lot of anomalies in the first week. I don't think that's, you know, cringeworthy. I don't think it's, it's worth spending a lot of time on. But I think it's inevitably true. We're going to see some upsets tomorrow. Or Sunday, rather. And I, I'm hoping that one of them is the Giants over the Cowboys. I know we have more Cowboy fans here than Giant fans, but there's a significant number of us who have to root very, very hard. I think that's the answer. Go ahead uh, if you have something. It's 208-296-1420. I'm going to ask you to hold off for a minute. You can text us at that same number. We have to take a timeout. When we come back, Wide receivers coach Jared Ursua for the University of Hawaii right with us on the Bobby Curran Show, ESPN, Honolulu.
Welcome back uh, to the Bobby Curran Show on this Friday, the day before Hawaii hosts UAlbany. So people aren't familiar with that. It's a State University of New York school. It's one of the better academic ones. It plays at a slightly lower level than Hawaii does. Um, they are an FBS, uh, FCS team, rather. And, and that, listen, that happens. Our special guest this morning is wide receivers coach Jared Ursua joining us uh, right now. Jared, how are you? Doing great, Bobby. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I had the privilege. I was jumping into the stands on the on your full contact scrimmage, the one you had prior to the uh-huh. first game, and I sat next to a very nice uh, young lady uh, whose name is Sarah, who's your wife, and your <laughs> beautiful kids. So we had a very pleasant conversation. She was filling hey, no me bring- in. Huh? No bringing up the things that you learned from her in that moment, right? Uh, no, 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 no. She didn't say she had nothing bad to say, only good things. In fact, obviously she was very excited because the receivers, I thought, had a good scrimmage. And in my mind, I think that's the, been the strongest unit so far. And I don't know how much credit you get to take for that, but I'm, I'm assigning you some because I think that's important, especially when guys are new to the brand new to the program. And, you know, I don't know if Buffelli Ashlock ever played in the run and shoot before. Or the that transfer kid from Kansas is terrific. I mean, I, I just thought you guys, for, for new players, unbelievable traction you're getting with the quarterback relationship. Well, they've, they've spent a lot of time in the summer, Bobby, working. And, um, you know, it's it's really paid off. They, they were throwing, uh, you know, five, six times a week. Um, you know, in, in times where coaches, we couldn't be present. You know, and then, you know, we can be in the office and they come in and watch film and we have film that dates clear back to, to when Timmy played. Uh, you should hear the jokes that come out when we pull that tape out and they see, um, uh, you know, Coach Chang throwing it around because the, the, the film is pretty dated. It's not as clear a HD picture as we have nowadays. Um, but they were very, very studious in making sure that they understood how this worked. Uh, and uh, to this point, they've done a pretty good job. And in terms of your adjustment as a coach, I mean, I, I think, you know, your brother John, I called every snap he took at the University of Hawaii as the play-by-play guy. He became one of my favorites because he just had such short uh, space quickness. He would just get away, run away from guys. It was really something to watch. I understand, and we'll get to this in a second, but I do understand he's now trying to play in Canada. Is that right? Yes. So uh, he actually leaves this weekend. Uh, he's headed up um, to Saskatchewan, uh, where he will finish out the season with them. Uh, the timetable for him getting on the field uh, might be a little bit longer, um, with uh, uh, him coming about the midpoint in the, the season. Uh, but he's really excited, and uh, he's just excited to get to play football and uh, uh, learn a little bit of a new game. Um, uh, so he's he'll be out there soon. We'll be rooting for him. One thing he's going to like is the dimensions of that Canadian field. Yeah. I, ju- I just think that's to his advantage because, uh, again, he's just awfully hard to stay with. Let me get to the your guys. And, I, you know, the one guy who jumped out, the two guys, McBride, of course, the transfer from Kansas, and, and then, of course, uh, Pofeli Ashlock, who is just a revelation. Uh, he's, I think he's the first guy in for, nearly forever to have started his career with 200-yard games. I mean, that's uh, you don't see that from from freshmen much. No, you know he, um, you know, Pofeli started camp, 
lower on the depth chart, you know, we have guys like Kuali Nishigaya, uh, we have Tama Atimalala, um, and, uh, you know, Fiso, uh, Stephen Fiso, all who have played for us in the past couple of seasons. So Pofele was a little bit in the back, and Tama went through an injury, Kuali went through an injury, and Fiso went through an injury. And we knew this kid had ability. And uh, he comes from Ulysses Trinity in Dallas, which is a, a great program. Um, didn't get to play his senior year. Um, and so we had really high expectations, but we felt it kind of happened a little bit later. And, and each scrimmage, he just kept making more and more plays. And, uh, you know, Coach Chang and I had the moment about after scrimmage, too, we looked at each other and said, holy cow, this kid's going to be really good. And he hasn't disappointed uh, yet. He's been great. I just thought when you looked at him, and I, what I was told, I can't remember who fed me this tidbit, but I understood he was early in his, uh, or approaching his senior year, he was being looked at seriously by some big-time Power 5 programs. Yes. Yes, so, you, I mean, U.S. Trinity is uh, similar to what Kahuku is, right, in the Dallas area. Um, and, you know, that triple Dallas, Dunkerville, DeSoto area has great football. Um, but in that U-list, they have, they have a, a strong foundation of, of Polynesians being the Delta hub. And he was having a great junior year making, you know, you can see some fantastic plays, uh, tears his ACL, and that kind of just, like anything, kills recruitment, you know, uh, and so... Um, he, he's rebuilt his body. You know that's a credit, uh, you know, to Cody Cook, our strength coach, who's helped him really reconstruct it. He came in at 157 pounds wow. uh, last year, and he's up to about one. He gets as high as about 180, but he's right in that 178 to 182 range, and um, he's really done some some great things on and off the field. Boy, that's exciting because uh, you know, I just I, what I worry about with a guy like that. As others, you know, especially in this in this uh, NIL era, I worry about people poaching. I mean, they've always yeah. been poaching, but now it's it's out of hand. Seems like. Yes, it, it is something that we we uh, you know you have to be concerned about in today's day and age in the recruiting. But uh, we we don't ever stop recruiting our kids, um, and we, we do that by taking care of them on a daily basis. You know, having them over. You brought up my wife, Sarah. You know, they all live together. Alex Perry, Chuki Hines, Pofele Ashlock, Chad Owens Jr., uh, Nick Senecal. And, um, you know, we, we take them over food on Sundays. You know, we try to do the little things to make sure that they're cared for. Because the portal, yes, is an answer uh, for some people. But for a lot of people, it, it's not the answer. And it ends up to uh, missed opportunities, uh, less playing time. And, yeah. um, you know, the run and shoot has proven to be something receivers want to play in. So I, I, hope, I, I think he'll stick around. We're talking with wide receivers coach Jared Ursua at the University of Hawaii. Jared, this is one thing June Jones, when he was recruiting receivers, he used to say back in the day, he used to say, well, you got a choice. You can come here and get 20 targets a game, or you can go to, you name it, Brand X School, and, and uh, you can spend four years blocking a strong safety. Your choice. Yeah. You know, no, I, it turns There's out a really, lot of truth to that. That's there really is. Shame. So uh, I, I think that's one of the attractive things for any receiver to come here, especially if you get a guy like Shaker's shown an ability to get the ball to them. And uh, that's that's fabulous. I, I think it's a real strength, and I think anybody who's watching game film, they can expect to get a lot of attention in the future. I think that's kind of what's happened slightly 
uh, to Tylen Hines. I, I just think everybody saw last year's game thing and was keying on him. That yeah. he hasn't really had many holes, so I think that's uh, something he's going to have to overcome because that that game tape from last year ain't going away. Well, you bring up the point of, of um, you know, Coach Jones and, and finding receivers, and that was really the pitch to bringing kids in. We hope that as we build the Pofele Ashlocks, as we build the Stephen McBrides, who are the, the transfer portal stories of kids, you know, coming from Power 5 football, uh, you know, into the Mount West, we hope that we can build the storyline uh, that, that brings and attracts, you know, uh, yeah. more and more players here, and I think it will. Yeah, I think what people realize, they're going to get a ton of targets. And the NFL not going to miss you if you're good here. That's, I mean, people think that, oh, I got to go to, you know, I got to be at Wisconsin. You don't. They're, you're good enough. They'll find you. And there's no better way for them to see you than, oh, how many catches did he have? Ten for 138 yeah. yards? I mean, you get enough of those stories and people have got eyes locked on you. Yeah, there's a long line of tradition here at the receiver position. Um, you know, you, you date back to Ashley Lilly and, and, you know, Chad Owens and, you know, Devon Bess and Grace Mullen, Jason Rivers and, you know, Greg Salas, all these guys. And the fun part about it, Bobby, is we've gone through this process over this last year in reinstalling the run and shoot is we tried to bring not only coaches back who were teaching some of those things, but those players and get them on our guys. So Ashley Lee and Greg Salas and, and Chad Owens and John have sat with my guys and talked with them, spent time with them on the field to give them some of the nuances of this. And I think that, um, like you said, it, it's a, the best recipe to gain the National Football League. No question. And I think if those guys look up the stats, I mean, of those players you mentioned, I mean, it's, it is really impressive. And, yeah. and and they had. I mean, I remember when the NFL announcers week to week when he when Devon Bess was with the uh, Miami Dolphins, they were calling him. He's the first down machine, you yeah. know, because he's another guy. He had this in common. With, I think he, I think John, your brother John is faster than Devon Bess, but they shared that short space quickness thing, which is so critical, especially if you're in the slot. Absolutely. There's there's some different teaching that goes on in this offense. And I think a lot of it goes is we just spend more time talking about the defense. And when you do that, you just learn how to find the holes. And you say, you know, a first down machine, I think that's exactly what those guys have done. You know, what this offense has done and those players who have those ability have been able to do at any level of football once they kind of learn uh, this style of offense. Jared, uh, where were you, what was your last stop? Uh, I was at Weber State, uh, so okay. I was up in um, Utah, uh, Ogden, Utah, yeah. and uh, play, uh, with the FCS uh, program um, with uh, Coach Jay Hill, uh, and uh, we'd actually played Coach Chang in 2019 at Nevada, and that was really where we kind of created a link and started some dialogue, and it kind of carried on and through COVID and, and having discussions about wide receiver play as he made, you know, uh, you know, he's really been a lot of a receiver coach, um, a perimeter coach throughout most of his career. And so uh, we, we hit it off, obviously, local guys. And so, um, yeah, that's what that's where I was right before. Well, that was, I mean, it was fabulous to have you here. You're obviously intensely committed to it. Uh, even your wife is intense when she's sitting in the stands. She's watching those guys. She came bolting <laughs> oh, upright out of that seat when uh, I think it was McBride that day. 
who had caught a, a deep touchdown pass. And uh, uh, exciting for the entire family. The kids look kind of lost. They're looking like, what's mom getting excited about? Yeah. So it was interesting. But you have a lovely family. I uh, want to congratulate you on, on that because that's always a huge part for any coach. Uh, I think you just need to have that. So uh, well done. Let, let me, Jared, let me, let me thank you and wish you good luck against uh, Albany. And I know uh, next week you'll be uh, off to Oregon, and that should be a pretty big challenge. Absolutely. We, uh, we're, we're excited for the week that we have. We, all we can do is be 1-0 this week uh, and handle what's in front of us. We'll worry about Oregon when we need to. Uh, but this week we got Albany here and they're a good football team. We're going to have to play, play, play some cleaner football make some plays, and uh, get those uh, get those fans off their seat, just like my wife said. You know? No get them kidding. All if, they, if they root as hard as she, as she did for that scrimmage, I, we're going to be in fine shape as far as fans go. Rocking. There you go. <laughs> hey, thanks, Jared. I appreciate you. No doubt, Bobby. Have a good one. Okay. The next Craig Angeles show is September 12th at 6 p.m. at Velocity of Honolulu on Kapilani Boulevard. Join Kanoa Leahy with UH Athletic Director Craig Angeles for the latest from behind the scenes in UH sports. There's food and drink available for purchase and valet parking at the MW Restaurant brought to you by the JN Group. We'll be right back. Woodcraft Hawaii's vendor days are here. This week, save 10% off Bosch Power Tools and a 25% off accessories at Woodcraft Hawaii. We've got a number of things to talk about. I so enjoyed just talking with Jared Ursua. This was after meeting his family at that scrimmage. Two uh, beautiful young children and his wife, Sarah. So intense. I immediately identified her as a coach's wife. Because, like, players, girlfriends, and wives just don't have that intensity. She had a little more maturity to it, look to her. And she was focusing. When Hawaii's offense had the ball, she was focusing, I mean, all out on what was going on in the field. It was really nice to meet her. Nice lady. And uh, if you have something, go ahead. Give us a, ring, a jingle. You can do We have some time now, so they, this would be a good moment. 808-296-1420. And if you're on the... Verizon, 946, is that right? 808-946-1223. Oh, 546, I'll get that right sooner or later. 546-1223. In fact, what I'm going to do right in a moment is write that down and have it right in front of me. But in any case, uh, you can easy to get a hold of us. Your thoughts. I, I do think, I said this before, I, I, listen, I don't believe in must-wins three games into a season. But in, in terms of keeping the enthusiasm, because frankly... Hawaii's had, I thought, pretty good against Vanderbilt, but a step back against Stanford. That was my take on it. And I don't know if the coaches would entirely agree because they see it a little differently. But I, I, I don't think they would argue too much that there were too many penalties. The ejections are unacceptable. I mean, you had drops. You had sacks. I think he was, Shaga was sacked six times. I, that's too much. That's just not, that's not conducive to winning football. And I heard somebody say, oh, Stanford's just so much better than Vanderbilt. I said, I'm not sure that's true. I would say those teams are fairly, fairly close. And I just think Hawaii played a lot better against Vanderbilt, which may be a surprise because, you know, he was, uh, the Vanderbilt was home and Stanford was on the road. Yes, I get that. 
But still, that performance was not what it had been the week before. And, you know, even though they did have a couple of drops, it wasn't crazy. But the sacks, I mean, you can't, you can't get your quarterback sacked six times and expect to win the football game, I don't think. Just put you – those are like you almost always that, – that's five of those six times you get sacked, you're going to be punting. That's how it works. So it's not great, but it's how it is. Go ahead if you have something. Uh, I'd like to hear from you right now. Feel free to text it. Uh, if you, Tana, you just go ahead and bust in if you get a text you want to read. And uh, you, have the, you have the power to choose to pass it on or not. Um, that's cool, yeah? What if, who's your upset pick for the weekend, Tanner? Um, well, I'd have to, like, quickly kind of go through the scores uh, personally because I uh, haven't really gone through – I did go through yesterday, but it's mostly me just trying to remember what games are going on. But if I did have to make a choice, kind of looking really quickly throughout all the scores, I'm not sure how much of an upset this is. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. I think the Raiders are going to beat the Broncos. Wow. There's I, a lot that's... of stuff talking about the Raiders this offseason, and yeah, rightfully so. I just, like many people, I'm still not really believing in Russell Wilson right now in Denver. And they've lost a lot of wide receivers in the preseason, uh, much like how they do every single year, it feels like. Um, but I just think there's still a lot of really good weapons on that Raiders team. If Jimmy Garoppolo you know, goes out there and does what he does, they still have Max Crosby. They still you know, have a couple of solid guys to build off of on that offensive side. I'm liking the Raiders at Denver. I, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I kind of like it myself. I, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, and see when someone says, what does Jimmy Garoppolo ever do? I said, all he does is win. I mean, you know, he's not, he's made, some people say, oh, he's like a game manager. I, when he's at his best, he's completing passes, he sees the field, he's a full field reader, he finds open men, and he puts the ball on the, on the, on the money. And that's all you can ask of a quarterback. I, you know, I think they got rid of him because the salary was oppressive and they felt like you, know, you had Trey Lance and you had Brock Purdy in San Francisco. So I understood that his days were numbered there. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a pretty good quarterback. If someone asked you, this is kind of a fun deal, which quarterback do you like better in the various games? I would say I like Jimmy Garoppolo better than I like Russell Wilson. That's me. They also have a guy named uh, Josh Jacobs. Not sure if you've heard of him. Was yeah, pretty well, good last year. Yeah, he finally got paid, so that's good for him. Well, hopefully, he. I think he wants to be paid a little bit more. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's but he's getting over a longer period of time. No but question. He has money. But he's now. got some money in his pocket, which he well deserves. I mean, I think he's in the sort of a Saquon Barkley deal. You know, it's sort of the same kind of a thing. Those guys are, if they want to get the big contract, this is, has to be a very big production year for both of them, and uh, and which is unfair because they both showed that when healthy, they're terrific. That's my opinion. And uh, But, yes, I, Josh Jacobs could be a big factor in that game on Sunday. So go ahead and uh, and get a hold of us. We'd like to hear your thoughts on the Sunday games. Uh, if you want to text us, please do. and uh, you can Or you can call. Either way, we'd love to talk with you, but we'll, we're happy to read your texts, and you'll be properly identified. And... Uh, that's that's one upset. Okay, I, my upset, and this is not going to surprise you at all, and I, I do notice some of the NFL guys are on this one, but my uh, my upset is the New York Giants 
plus three and a half at MetLife, and uh, I think that's going to be that's going to be a really interesting game. I I think the Giants are going to win that, and I don't think it's going to be a field goal. Just saying. And I know a lot of people will say, well, are you crazy? <clears throat> I have real doubts about J- Dak Prescott. In fact, in that game, which quarterback do you like better? I'm all over Danny Dimes on that one. I just think he's a better athlete, <clears throat> which a lot of people would be surprised about. But da- according to the NFL, Daniel Jones is the fourth fastest quarterback in the league. I mean, that's crazy. Think about that. Who would have, who would have, without the stats, who would have known that? But a lot of people have said, when you see him get out and he gets, you know, he gets free of the first line and he's taken off, you can see he's fast. But maybe not that, maybe he didn't realize that fast. Let's hope he can continue to take care of the football. Uh, If he does that, I think it's going to be tough. I couldn't pick Dak Prescott over him right now. Just saying. And uh, I, I know maybe people say, well, I, you're a Daniel Jones fan and you're a Giants fan, and that colors everything you think. Perhaps. That, that's, that's the uh, purview of fans, though, isn't it? And I don't really have that. With a, I'm pretty much starry-eyed rational on most everybody else. But uh, L.A. Ralph, what's up, Ralph? Hey, good morning, Bobby. Morning. And, uh, welcome back, man. Hey, you know, about these... UH, it was it, you know, my friend was telling me about, you know, beating Stanford. I'm like, man, that was just a bad spot for UH, you know, coming all the way back from Tennessee. The emotional letdown. It, it was hard to, you know, expect the, you know, the Warriors to to um, put out more than what they did that night. But seems like Stanford, they had a good game plan. They had, you know, two, two, the whole year for plan for that game. You know, that, that being their first game, right? You know? Sure. And that was just too tough, man. If if Stafford, I don't know, if there was in another spot, maybe, you know, they're different, but the coaching was epic. Well, they, I thought Hawaii made a lot of mistakes. I mean, it's yeah. just, I, listen, if two of your best four defenders are ejected from the game for targeting, they'll miss the first half of this game, too, uh, tomorrow. So that's, you know, I just think that puts you at a distinct disadvantage. I mean, the six sacks on Shager. I mean, uh, Hawaii had trouble keeping a clean pocket for him. I thought Shager, under the circumstances, was okay. I didn't put that one on him. Hawaii's yeah. got to be able to find some elements of a running game. That's just right, not, right, yeah. not there right now, and they have to do it. I think we're not seeing – people are saying, well, what's all the excitement about Tylen Hines? I've seen him even in practice look absolutely amazing. But any running back, I don't care if it could be the next coming of Gale Sayers or, you know, Walter Payton. Right. If you don't have a hole, you aren't going anywhere. <clears throat> Just yeah. how it is. And he didn't yep, have holes. <clears throat> so, anyway. That's I'm a little, yeah. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was hoping for the best, like, how they came out against Vanderbilt. But that's a, <clears throat> that was a little much. But, hey, you know, um, I give you the upset special this weekend. Okay. Uh, Rams over Seattle, baby. You know, I would say most people that I, I'm seeing are picking Seattle in that one. Oh, yeah. So, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I kind of like the Seahawks. I've always liked Pete Carroll. And the, one of the reasons yeah. I like Pete Carroll is because whenever we've gotten a hold of him, and, you know, when he was big big time at USC and then he got to Seattle, if, you, if I got a hold of him, he always was willing to come on and talk football. And most of the NFL coaches, they wouldn't give you the time of day. 
right, Pete, right, right. Cow, Pete Cowell does it. He's enthusiastic, and uh, it's, uh, I like the guy. I know some people think, you know, well, who is this guy that's, you know, I, I don't know if he's still living on a boat, but I think he did at one time. And, uh, you know, people would say, he's a wacko. I'm like, well, he's a, he's <laughs> yeah. a player's coach. He, he's a good coach, though. He's a yeah. good coach. He really is. So, anyway, I'd like to – I'm, I'm going to hey, go one ahead. more team. Yeah. Hey, one more team, Bobby, real quick. Bishop Gorman, uh, former – I mean, um, future UH quarterback, Michael Alejandro, going to be on TV tonight. Wow, so, cool. I, yeah, people yeah, tell yeah. me he's special. <clears throat> so, we'll see. Yeah, he's the little Russell Wilson that was calling him. Uh, that used to be more attractive to me than it is currently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, my, I, I haven't thought he's been my great boy, lately. My boy played with him at Sabres, and he he's like a coach now on the field. You know, he, he's a quarterback that long that well, he, he he he's good. Yeah, that's but, what you want. All yeah, right, man. You want a guy knows again, it. Bobby. Uh, thanks, Ralph. Appreciate you. Uh, we have to take a timeout shortly. Let me see. I have to get my time schedule right here and it uh, looks like we're okay and if you have something this is the last time i'm going to give you the number i threaten to do that i've been told i give it too often especially late in the show but it's uh now that we have a different number for Ryzen, i feel like i have to so i'll tell you what tanner why don't we do this i'll give the regular number and you give the verizon number how's that work yeah like at the same time no uh, we're not like going to do, do a countdown here. We can do three, two, one, and just say them at the same time. And see well, what then happens. no one will know either of the numbers. Then well, we uh, could like do it like left speaker, right speaker. Oh my goodness! That I think we better stick to the general. I just want people to have that number to, at their at their fingertips. And for obviously our regular number eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Now go ahead and give the and then five number. four six one two two three. Okay, and you got to put 808 on that one also, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, well, there we go. So I think we can probably take a timeout uh, right now, and then we'll be right back on the Bobby Curran Show, ESPN, Honolulu. Welcome back to the Aloha Friday edition of the Bobby Curran Show. Uh, thrilled you're along for the ride today. I want to, a couple of things I want to get to, and uh, we talked about the huge uh, first week in the NFL. I, I, I have to say, I was uh, watching that game yesterday, and I was really interested to see how is Mahomes going. Mahomes looked fine. I, I thought he didn't have his weapons. He suffered a ton of drops. I mean, that's... You don't have your best offensive player in Chris Jones and your most potent go-to offensive player in Travis Kelsey. I think the reports of their demise are greatly exaggerated. I think they'll be fine, is my sense. But it does, uh, it does start off the season beautifully for Dan Campbell and, uh, and his team in Detroit. Let, let's go over some of the other ones. Now, Sunday's games, Arizona at Washington. I, I can't see... Arizona winning that one. I'm going with Washington. You got a sense of that one, Tanner? Uh, yeah. Arizona shouldn't be winning many games this year. <laughs> right. I think that's the fact. Cardinals at uh, Atlanta. 
Um, Carolina. Carolina. Carolina, rather. Okay, that's my. I got the wrong glasses on. I guess. At Atlanta, I think Atlanta in that one. You yourself? Yeah, I'm. I love Atlanta. I'm big into running games, and Arthur Smith has got a really great running game, about to be built down there with Bijan. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm the same way. I'm going with Atlanta. The next one though is Cincinnati at Cleveland. I'm gonna take Cincinnati in that game. Yeah, I'm going with the highest paid man in NFL history, too. Right. That's, that would seem to be a good idea. And then Houston's at Baltimore. Sorry, Houston. That's a bridge too far for you, uh, Baltimore, easily. Yeah, Baltimore's got to get revenge. They lost two preseason games this year, so they got a chip on their shoulder now. Okay, now Jacksonville. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do this year with Trevor Lawrence. And uh, they're in Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson getting the start there. I'm, I'm going to go with Jacksonville yourself. I'm going Jacksonville, but still very excited to watch Anthony Richardson this year. Okay, now we got San Francisco at Pittsburgh. That's a fun one. It's going to be a very good battle of the defenses, and it's just going to be which young quarterback is going to take that step up. I'm thinking it's probably going to be all of the more dominant weapons of the San Francisco 49ers. That's going to lead to the win, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Pickett has some Really great uh, passes towards uh, George Pickens there to keep it close. Interesting. And uh, let's let's take a look moving down. Tampa Bay is at uh, Minnesota. I just can't pick against Minnesota at home. I would love to say Tampa Bay, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to let my personal uh, fandom you know, take over for me. Baker Mayfield is the quarterback. We don't know what's going to be going on down there in Tampa Bay just yet. They still have a lot of their really great weapons, but Minnesota still has the best player in the NFL, and that's Justin Jefferson. So can't really much say against that. Okay, now Tennessee is at New Orleans. I think this is going to be an interesting game. Your thought? Yeah, I'm going New Orleans here. Uh, Tennessee is that team that they say that they're trying to be competitive, and when, when in reality uh, they are not competitive. I like Derek Carr here, Chris Olave and that really underrated Saints defense. Okay, well, there you have it. Those are some of the easy ones here. I think Green Bay at Chicago. I'm going to go with Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to go with Green Bay here. I think that Jordan Love is not that bad. It's just going to be more depending on the health of his wide receivers. They will have Romeo Dobbs, and it's still a question whether or not Christian Watson will get out there on the field. But other than that, they still got A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, so... And Jair Alexander. So the Packers, uh, they still got talent enough to win. So I don't know why people are underrating them so hard this year. Okay. And that's uh, – we don't have many games left here, just a couple. And uh, let's see. It's uh, the the Rams at Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Okay. I, I got Seattle also. Las Vegas at Denver. You already heard my thoughts on this. I like yeah. Vegas. Let's go Josh Jacobs. All right. And let's go Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G, moving on. And uh, how about Miami at the Chargers? I'm going to go with Tua. I'm going to let my heart play a little bit more there, but also it's just Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, best receiving duo in the NFL. I like them a lot. Okay, and I do too, by the way. My Philadelphia is at New England. I, I hate to say, Bill, for uh, old Bill Belichick, but I think that's a that's Philadelphia all the way. You know what? We'll finish with this one. Dallas at the New York Giants. Are you going with the Giants, too? Going with the Giants. There we are. That's beautiful. That's going to wrap us up for this Friday. Thank you to Jared Arsui, UH receivers coach. Uh, that'll be a good game, I think, a good opportunity for Hawaii 
against you, Albany. That'll do it for Tanner Hayworth. I'm Bobby Curran. Aloha.